Welcome to On Deck with Circuit Check. For over 40 years, CircuitCheck has been a leading-edge provider of custom-engineered test solutions to the electronics industry, identifying and innovating new technologies and processes to address the ever-changing test requirements. Join us as we share our expertise and thought leadership across a wide range of industries. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of On Deck with CircuitCheck. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the podcast. We appreciate you listening along. As you're listening along, make sure that you're subscribing to On Deck with Circuit Check on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can just hit that subscribe button, and then you'll have a full catalog of previous episodes, as well as notifications when we drop new ones. You can also go to our website, circuitcheck.com, for more information on some of the technologies you're going to hear about today, as well as more Circuit Check content. So on today's episode of the podcast, we're breaking down the technological transition from VTEP to Nano VTEP and one of CircuitCheck's most valuable vendors, Keysight, which supports CircuitCheck's testing technologies, has been phasing out their VTEP tech for the new and improved Nano VTEP, which is able to provide more robust analysis with less footprint. However, with a transition like this, we want to make sure you, our listening audience, understand just what the benefits of Nano VTEP are, why you should be excited about the possibilities that come with this transition, and how CircuitCheck and Keysight are here to support your evolutions. So here to give insights are Neil Adams, Senior Manager for ICT at CircuitCheck, and June Belange, Business Development Manager for Keysight. Neil, June, great to have you both on. How are y'all doing? We're doing fine. Thanks. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah, pleasure getting to chat with both of you. I'm looking forward to sourcing your insights here. So we've got a lot to break down, both granular technological differences as well as broader industry impacts. So let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, just to give context, VTEP, again, stands for Vectorless Test Extended Performance. Can you give us some context as to how vectorless testing technology fits into the larger product testing ecosystem? Where is it most useful and needed and uh, why? Um, thanks, Daniel. I'll probably go ahead um, since uh, um, Keysight is, is one of the, um, basically, the uh, uh, first that jumps into a vectorless test. Um, in the early 1990s, uh, where testing of digital parts is increasingly becoming more sophisticated. Um, In-circuit test uh, techniques sought to ensure a correct functioning part by applying digital patterns. So that's called vectors. You know? um, we basically um, need uh, to input a digital pattern on the device and be able to expect uh, an output on that particular devices. But then devices during that time are becoming increasingly more sophisticated. So this is where um, Keysight uh, in 1994 uh, basically introduced what we call first best vectorless technique. Uh, it was patented and introduced by Keysight in 1994. And um, during that time, you see, um, we basically, it become more like a um, de facto technology for vectorless testing in ICT. And 10 years after, jet, after that, 
test chat, uh, we basically introduced PTEP also, where again, the newer technology is, is coming with all these um, ASIC BGA packaging, increasing more and more with the uh, proliferation of high-speed devices. And of course, with, um, with BTEP technologies as, as, as being prominent on ICT, we have partners like um, CircuitCheck, who are basically our um, and partner uh, working with our end users to implement this type of technologies. So you, you see the 30 years of technology has evolved and uh, with, with our partnership with CircuitCheck uh, being part of it, we, we go hand in hand together in implementing all these technologies. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, uh, Keysight came out with this technology, and then CircuitCheck is the integrators of using that technology and applying it to the circuit boards that get tested by our end customers. And uh, so the the integration side falls on CircuitCheck's shoulders, and uh, it's as Keysight was the originator of this vectorless test, we get to spread the message along with Keysight's help to all of our customers and, and explain to them how we integrate it and some of the advantages of using uh, nano VTEMP versus regular VTEMP. Uh, and customers have been actually asking for this new technology for about five or maybe even seven years uh, with the advent of micro BGAs. And that really forced Keysight into repackaging and reinventing VTEP. Now, June, can you give us a little more context on why Keysight decided to make this transition from VTEP to nano VTEP? And I guess break down some of the areas where you still saw uh, potential to expand the vectorless testing process. Again, as you can see, the year where we started um, TestJet, which is the first uh, predecessor of Vectorless, was in early 1990s. So you can imagine the type of technologies that we have on our printed circuit board during that time. And that has evolved in the early 2000s, and that's where we introduced VTAP also. So basically, the change that we have on Vectorless is driven by the change in the innovation of our customers' PCBA, specifically on components where most digital uh, ICs or ASICs are moving from QFP to BGA array. Um, not only that, um, test chat um, during the time in 2000 is no longer sufficient to address the coverage needed on those BGA packaging. And also at the same time, some of the components that we have, imagine a 10 year lifespan of a product is basically probably you have not seen uh, before, um, especially in the year now into 2020, where you know every year we have a new type of models of, of our smartphone and even our, you know, everything that, that is uh, connected um, to, to internet is changing rapidly. So in year 2017, we again faced with the same scenario where most um, A6 is evolving into a different packaging. So we either continue to innovate our existing BTEF or we um, decide to, um, come up with the new technologies. And uh, this is where we see an opportunity where we see future as becoming more and more denser in terms of PCVA. The components are, are definitely becoming more smaller. So um, 
staying with VTAP is no longer a, a possibility because the size of the amplifier we have on VTAP is is too big enough to be able to address all those shrinking devices. Now, Neil, when you heard that Keysight was going to be making this transition, as someone that uses their technology in your testing integrations, did it get you excited? And if so, what were some of the uh, possibilities that you saw on your end of the technology use? Well, as an integrator, uh, we see a lot of technology way in advance of it being introduced to the consumers. And we, we notice that packages and wood devices or components on the printed circuit boards have been shrinking over the last 20 years as they normally do. And the reason for the shrinkage is we, we want to reduce the power consumption on these uh, chips and devices. And, and typically, you know, when we look at the smartphone, the smartphones, you look at the technology and that, how it's grown in the last 20 years, how it's gotten smaller. And one of the ways it's gotten smaller is the batteries have, have been reduced in size because the components use less power. So with the less power and the smaller components, we need to put a sensor on those smaller components. And because the components are, are smaller and use less power consumption, it was it had to go hand in hand with Keysight to come up with a new product that could test these smaller signals or, or less powerful signals. So hence the Nano VTEMP came into existence. And as a test fixture integrator, we had to come up with ways, how can we get a sensor that takes up 10 millimeters in space onto devices that are six, seven, eight millimeters in diameter, four millimeters in diameter. So we go out of bounds and we have to come up with some technology on our own and use remote sensing. And when once you remove that the proximity of the sensor or the amplifier away from the device, your signals are going to be reduced in strength. And once those signals get reduced, the test has to either step up or the 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 results of the test will be uh, slightly different from what we really want them to be. So now we can get away from our remote sensing and use the nano V temp the way it should, the way it's designed to be used versus us trying to implement uh, V temp technology slightly different than the way it's supposed to be implemented. And, uh, you know, people like Keysight would slap our wrists and say, hey, it's not designed to do it that way. And uh, without a a better product out there, we have to kind of force our hand and and test in a way that wasn't designed to be tested. So now we can go back to reality and use the standard practices that uh, Nano VTAP are set up for. And uh, I can just see it blossoming. I appreciate all that context. Let's get even more specific then on some of the ways Nano VTEP differs from VTEP. So I want to hone in on software functionality specifically. In practice, how do you see Nano VTEP and its supporting software um, give more robust analysis or uh, offer any sort of fundamental changes to that testing process? In terms of software functionality, it basically remains compatibility with 
VTAP. Having said that, Nano VTAP continues to support the same auto debug functionalities that we have in VTAP. Um, the software backward compatibility to the existing fixture and board test program, meaning that if a customer decided um, that the existing fixture that they have they want to ship to NanoBTAP, they'll be still be able to use the same test program without you know, going through a, a different uh, regeneration of program. All they need to do is just relearn uh, with, with the NanoBTAP. So basically the learning that they, they have on TestJet and, and VTAP uh, will still be applicable. It's the same type of principle that we uh, still continue to exist on NanoBTAP. So uh, I would say um, we will definitely continue to add more feature to that, but at the same time, we will make sure that the same functionality on the software exists. What version software is required for NanoVTAP? That's a good question, Neil. Okay, um, if you actually look at when we introduced NanoVTAP was um, actually um, probably way back in 2018 or end of 2018 when we introduced NanoVTAP. And during that time, um, it's also the same transition where most of our customers are moving from Windows XP to Windows 10. So the software version um, during the time is on the 9.0, although now in 2020 um, or even 2021, we are now at the version 10.1 on on the 3070, but again the um, you know the the ship is already done since uh, a few years ago. So most of our customers, probably 95%, are already in Windows 10, and and uh, probably about 80% of them or 90% of them are already in version 9. So um, there will be a, a still small amount of customers that are still running with uh, probably lower than um, 9.0 version. But again, um, this uh, upgrade of software is, is um, um, a minimal cost for customers. Yeah, I, I get that question a lot from our customers. What what software version do we need to, to have loaded on our machines to run Nano VTAP? And it's it's almost like it's a crisis mode. And I have to go back and say, if you've upgraded the last few years, I believe you're ready to go. Uh, just check your software version. And uh, it's, it's interesting because there's a panic. It is a quietness when you talk to your customers about that. Then they go back and check and suddenly they find, oh, okay, the world's not ending. I've, I've got my software up to date. I should be good to go. Uh, so it's a, it's kind of an enlightening uh, process when we talk to some of our customers. Uh, at first, it's a panic. Then we talk them through it. And uh, in the end, they find out, hey, I'm not in trouble after all. It, the uh, test engineering group is a tight-knit group. And uh, uh, as, as with any engineers, uh, these guys are uh, very factual and to the point. Uh, so once they look at that and notice that uh, my software version is correct, uh, the uh, panic level is, is has subsided completely. Next main difference I want to get both of your thoughts on is on the integrations side of things. Where does Nano VTEP offer potentially more integrations or more specific types of integrations? And how do the integration processes differ with Nano versus regular VTEP? 
for for us, NanoVTAP is um, is is again a um, as an accessories to our picturing technology, and um, we defend a lot in in our partners um, like Circuit Check to be able to um, bring that technologies to our end user. Um, there's definitely a, a additional drilling needed on the new nanobeta probes and probably some special handling of those smaller sensor plates uh, for smaller devices but i don't see that as a disadvantage um, compared to basically the extra test coverage that they are getting for nanobeta and uh, you see all our partners like circuit check who's, who's been in this technology of fixturing for uh, probably uh, 30 years, uh, the same age uh, where 30, 70 is. These are the guys who, you know, um, are, are really, I wouldn't even say master, but uh, probably a, uh, a beyond masters of, of fixturing technologies. So all we need to do is really work hand in hand together uh, on the technologies and, and convincing our end user to adapt to that. And uh, I, I will see an integration as a smaller part of the problem compared to really getting our end user to adopt the technology. It's something I might add is is the physicality of nano VTEP versus VTEP is, is slightly different. The transition from test jet to VTEP was almost uh, uh, not noticed. The only the big difference was color. Uh, here we go, uh, Keysight, smart company, like like they should be. Test jet was green, VTEP is blue nano VTEP is red. So when you look at all the components that are comprised and, and put together, green, blue, red. And so now nano VTEP is red, but the physicality of the polarity check uh, was like a, a setup with two separate probes on uh, 3.1 millimeter uh, spacing. And now when we move to the new nano VTEP, uh, and, and when we say nano VTEP, now we've reduced the diameter of that electronics board down to about a five millimeter uh, diameter tube. So the so now we're looking at instead of two small probes at uh, 1.6 millimeters in diameter, now we're looking at one large probe at uh, about five millimeters in diameter. So the physicality between one and the other is is like night and day, and so the transition is, is we have a little bit different setup in manufacturing. The customer sees something that's different from what they've seen in the past, and there's always a question: How do I do this? What do I do? Uh, and we have to go through a, a small tutorial with our customers and explain to them, this is how it's set up. This is the differences between the two. Uh, and and uh, so the, the big thing is the physicality of it. So the interchangeability of the smallest nano VTEP with the former VTEP is slightly different. So it's not... Um, one-for-one uh, -one exchange or change out. So if they want to step up and move from a VTAP to nano VTAP to gain the extra test coverage that's, that everybody wants to have, um, there's going to be some physical uh, changes to the test fixture itself to implement it correctly. Uh, that's just with the smaller packages. With the larger packages, 10 millimeters and above, they shouldn't see too much of a difference. We have to put a clearance uh, for the new sensor, but uh, uh, it's it's more of an easier transition for the for the larger components. 
All right, I want to ground some of the impacts of this transition onto the folks that use it basically every day. So when speaking to engineers about this transition, uh, anyone that's going to be involved in the day-to-day testing process, do you ever hear any potential reservations on the transition from VTEP to Nano VTEP? And if so, why do you think you hear said reservations and how do you assuage those concerns to get folks on board? It's very common to hear reservations, especially in a manufacturing. Um, you, you will always hear the common you know, word where why chain if it's not broken? So that's basically a common misconception that we chain it might cost us more or it will give us more problem. However, in the in the world of technology and innovation, the only thing that is constant is change. I would say embrace the chains and um, Keysight, as well as our partners like CircuitCheck, has invested so much resources on this nanovitap technology because we believe it will be good for uh, in-circuit testing and also for our end customers. Um, we basically um, looking at the uh, problems uh, that, that we are encountering over the past few years, um, the change in the uh, components that we're seeing, the, um, the, the new technologies that are driving all our customers PCBA now, NanoBitap will basically address those uh, challenges that we're going to see um, over the years. I need to agree with that. Um, there are a lot of changes in electronic industry that happen on an annual basis, and uh, they might be minor changes, but uh, test engineers are, are hesitant to make any change because these changes affect the factory uh, in, the, in the throughput of how fast circuit boards can be manufactured and tested in the factory. And everybody up and down the line, including the maintenance people, have to accept the new technology. Uh, you know, maintenance will say, well, I have to get my replacements in place in case we have something damaged or something goes wrong and we have to replace some parts. So now the maintenance people have to get involved and they ask about 101 questions about everything because this is something they live with. So it's a, a training process that we, we start with the engineer, then we have to work with the line people and even work with the maintenance departments on how the how they maintain this, how they replace them, uh, and so forth, and and why. But it's a, it's a technology that we can't live without right now. We have to test certain parts of the circuit boards in order for them to be operational. And uh, testing them in the manufacturing process as the components are placed on the circuit board is the fastest and cheapest and most reliable way for that in-circuit test uh, to be performed. Uh, without vectorless tests, the electronic industry would be almost back in the stone age, because that's the only way to test these devices on a printed circuit board now. In my opinion, I think a big part of getting uh, the folks that are going to be working with this day-to-day on board with a major evolution or rollout is really giving them a clear goal of how to strategize around the transition and make the most out of the technology as it's being integrated, and then once it is integrated, making the most out of it immediately. So what are some uh, steps or tips or pieces of advice you have for how end users should strategize around the transition from VTEP to Nano VTEP? What are some steps that need to happen to prepare and make the most out of this major transition? 
Well, I think one of the things I had, I had mentioned previously is when we transition from, from VTEP to nano VTEP, they need to alert the factory personnel that there's going to be a change in a test procedure or practice, and they need to have their, uh, they call them tool cribs, but it's, it's really spare parts. They need to step up and have a new uh, supply of spare parts uh, in, the, in the factory to replace anything that gets damaged. And you need to remember when you look at these factories, everything is high speed. Everything's happening quickly. And for a production line to halt and stop production because a sensor plate gets damaged or a probe gets damaged means thousands and thousands of dollars of, of manufacturing is held up. So th the first thing they need to do is work with their factory personnel and make sure that the spare parts supply at that factory is adequate to handle this new technology. The second thing that they're going to look at is this technology is really much more powerful than the previous technology it's replacing. So the test results are going to come through faster. They could come through much more consistently and, and they'll be concise. So the test should be faster. The uh, results of the test are much clearer and they can continue down the manufacturing line. But it's just the educational process that we go through with our customers. And again, because this is slightly different, it's a different color. So everything is changing. Uh, it's a, you know, I don't want to say it, but they got to throw up the red flag because the package looks different. So it's our educational process that we work with Keysight and, and get their information. And we talk to the people in the manufacturing facilities and the, the test engineers themselves. It's a good product. But it's, it's, it's something that we have to change over to. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's like Windows 10. You have to step up with the technology to move forward with the manufacturing and testing process. And on top of that, I would say that um, our end users really has to, um, again, work with our partners like Circuit Check because, you know, it's, it's a three-way uh, partnership. It's, it's not just between uh, circuit check and key site. Uh, you know the relationship that we have with our end users uh, um, are also uh, very valuable. So uh, I would say uh, reach out to to uh, circuit check and um, as well as reach out to uh, our key site field application engineer um, in ensuring that the new technologies like Nano VTAP is fully understand and supported both our partners as well as our field engineers. So inside the circuit check factory, uh, there's slightly different changes that we have to implement for setting up uh, Nano VTAP just because the packaging is different. And I was in manufacturing just the other day and uh, talking to one of the employees there and she said, I've got to make up uh, 72 or 76 um, polarity check sensors. And she said, these would be the last sets I have to solder together now. She said, the new Neto VTEP requires no soldering. She said, it's going to save me some time. Uh, so we, internally, we have some happy people that we're changing over to a new technology that will require less work on their end. Uh, so that's, that's a happy face there. Um, one of the things that we didn't touch on here is Keysight is a large supplier of automation for the electronic industry. The, the test equipment, uh, ATE automatic test equipment uh, is, is one of the things, but the, the big 
thing that they've introduced in the last few years is inline test, uh, where the operator's been removed. So the inline test means high-speed testing now. Uh, it, it, the circuit board continues down the manufacturing line, it gets tested and moves on. So one of the things that is very interesting is this nano VTEP is gonna be able to catch up and be as fat, allow the beat rate. And what we call beat rate is how fast are the boards manufactured? So the time it takes for them to come down the assembly line from the, uh, probably the IR machine right in front of it. Uh, so if, if, the, if the boards move down the assembly line at every 17 seconds can the test at 17 seconds and move it on so the so the test is the same beat as the uh boards coming down the production line so because nano vtep is slightly faster than uh vtep it's going to allow the assembly line to move at it's basically the beat rate of uh, manufacturing which is also an important thing uh, for everybody in the factory to understand that this is uh, an inline test. Things are much faster than they uh, have operated in the past. So it is just moving the whole uh, technology and test technology forward in the process. So with any major transition like this, uh, to be honest, there is going to be an upfront CapEx cost which is to be expected for enterprise technologies, like I said, but when weighing the cost of integration versus the benefits of the investment, where do you often land with end users, especially uh, you know, with COVID context of generally more crunched budgets and maybe less upfront capital to spend on something like this? How do you uh, communicate why it's a worthy investment and how do you see the long-term value surpassing any of the initial investment costs? Okay, the CapEx cost for NanoVTAP is actually not a lot if you compare the benefits that the customer will get in terms of coverage and, and stability. This type of devices are, are, are basically in the range of $30 and on, on the uh, amplifiers as well as a little bit more like a somewhere in the range of 150 to 200 on those uh, signal conditional cards. We have not really changed the price. Um, there's probably a, a slight change. So I would say in terms of cost, um, the VTAP and nano VTAP uh, will not make any difference at all. Only those probably users who are transitioning from the old version uh, Windows uh, OS, uh, probably from XP, uh, that want to move to Windows 10. If they have not done that, uh, then the investment needs to be done on the uh, PC as well as the new software. But again, those are really minimal investment. It's not like you have to change your existing in-circuit tests um, to be able to adopt the uh, nano VTAP technologies. So I would say it's, it's not a major uh, investment change to customers. Uh, it's more like a, a really uh, a confidence uh, level that, that they need to take in able to move from VTAP to nano VTAP. Uh, yes, I would agree. The, the if if they're up to date with the software changes, there's no uh, capex cost to convert over. The un, only capex cost I can think of, and it's I don't think it'd be capex. It would fall mainly into the maintenance budget of having a good supply of replacement parts, and 
uh, again, these things don't break that often or they, they don't get damaged uh, very often, but it would be a shame to have a production line down for a $2 part. That would be some expense we'd have to go through, but the major part of it right now is uh, education of our customers. Uh, the second thing is we've got our factory set up to accept nano VTEMP. The practice is set up, uh, procedures in place for uh, inst installation of the nano VTEMP, uh, the manufacturing and testing of the integration of those parts into the test fixture. Uh, which is uh, something we've been doing for over 40 years now. So uh, it's, it's uh, pretty much second nature to us right now. What's great about this testing technology, as I'm sure our listening audience knows, is that it isn't industry specific. It's very industry agnostic and uh, has a lot of value regardless of what it is that you're testing. However, I know that two of the specific industries that NanoVTEP has a lot of uh, potential for servicing well is the automotive industry and the telecom industry. So I'm curious your thoughts on exactly how you see NanoVTEP supporting some of the specific testing processes for those two industries. So let's start with automotive. What are some of your thoughts there? Well, if anybody's been in a, in a, a new car in the last two to three years, uh, you're going to notice there's a lot of electronics in a, in a new car. We have self-driving cars, potentially self-driving cars, but there's about up to 14 different electronic modules in a car. Think about something simple like um, tire pressure indicators. There's electronics involved with the, the sensor that's in the tire itself, as well as in the dashboard or someplace located in the car, the module that reads the air pressure, remote start, rear view cameras, infotainment centers. And I can go on and on and on and on. And, and one of the biggest things is, is now cars can be connected to the internet or connected to their service providers. Uh, so automotive is just blossoming and exploding in new technology in ways to implement it. I think the uh, automotive electronics business was about a little less than $250 billion uh, in 2019, and it's supposed to grow to a little under $500 billion in 2027. So that's a, almost a doubling of the amount of electronics in a car over that short time span. So we're going to see more and more and more testing required in the automotive industry. And with that testing, we need more testers. As I mentioned earlier, we have inline systems where uh, the operator doesn't intervene at all uh, and things are just tested in line and, and, and they come out at the end uh, ready to go into a package or module format. Uh, but just right now, as of today, there's up to 14 different modules that could blossom to 20, 22 modules by uh, 2030 or 2040 as uh, we, we transition away from internal combustion engines more over to uh, uh, cleaner green style methods of, of motivation. So with that, there's going to be even more electronics required. Uh, and with that electronics, we have smaller and smaller uh, components placed on those circuit boards. And the only way to test a lot of these devices now is going to be through nano VTEP technology. Uh, so it's, it's something that's going to be inevitable. Uh, taxes and death here, uh, you're going to be testing with nano VTEP. Uh, so I think the sooner our, our colleagues embrace that technology, uh, the more they can start to benefit from the same technology. 
And we're seeing really a convergence of technologies on automotive as well as other industries. Um, we're seeing, you know, automotive become really more like an electronics rather than a mechanical. Uh, seeing um, a lot of electronics devices um, merging into automotive, something like devices that we see on computers, devices that we see even on, on telecoms and 5Gs as well as IoT are, are being put in place into um, the modern electrical vehicles that we have. Yeah, with, with that, uh, you will see the industry is also, you know, um, to be able to adapt to these changes, they basically use the same um, types of components and packaging. There's no uh, basically specific packages that is designed for automotive anymore. In the future, all these packaging technologies where uh, NanoBTAP is addressing will be uh, applicable to all the uh, industries. And, and this is where I think uh, NanoBTAP will capitalize on that technologies. As those devices getting smaller and smaller, NanoBTAP will become um, more valuable as the uh, PCBA shrink in dimension and putting more devices, smaller devices into it. NanoBTAP will be able to address those needs in terms of testing. Taking what we learn in the automotive industry will transition right into the telecom industry, whereas automotive, we have lots of small modules, uh, and, and the modules are like the circuit boards packaged up throughout the car uh, with rear view cameras, telematics, uh, infotainment centers, engine control units, and so forth. All these smaller modules, when we transition into the telecom industry, now we're talking about larger circuit boards uh, that are, when, when you look at them, you say they're massive compared to what's in, a, what's in an automobile. But because of the size of the telecom and server boards growing, the number of components that need to be tested are also increasing. And we only have, the, the testers can be built to cover only so many components just because of the nature of, of everything involved. The cost is going to go up exponentially. So rather than making a tester that is exponentially larger, which they do make, um, you can test with nano VTEMP and the VTEMP type products more components in using less tester resources or having just enough tester resources to cover the telecom industry. And when we talk about a board that's uh, four inches by six inches versus a board that's 18 by 22 inches, there's a huge amount of real estate that we have to test on the telecom boards. And the only way to do it is to test using these uh, vectorless technologies. Uh, and, and so we use vectorless and also we use a boundary scan test. We use uh, spring probes testing the components also. So there's a lot of different technologies that we have to pull together for testing automotive and testing uh, telecom boards at the same time. So there's, there's as many instruments as you can think we put together to test the the totality of the devices on these circuit boards and what would seem easy with an automotive board now because of the sheer size and, and number of components on telecom, it becomes much, much more difficult without a nano VTEP type of product. And the components may not be always as small, but the uh, strength of the signals that nano VTEP 
can now read, I think it's like 40% better capability uh, for testing some of these devices. That's huge. That's a huge improvement over what we had in the past. All right, Neil, June, we're just about done with our conversation for the day. Last main thing I want to ask is for engineers out there dealing with newer designs, what are some factors that they need to weigh to know if Nano VTEP is right for their ICT fixtures? For new projects um, that are still in early design phase, then I would say that having Nano VTEP in mind uh, will be able to give them the leverage in using smaller components and putting them um, closer to each other. I- I'm sure a lot of our uh, designers there a constant communication with the manufacturing guys and say it's okay, enable for us to use um, the older vectorless technologies such as VTAP, you need to phase out uh, certain devices so that we'll be able to put VTAP into it. But with Nano VTAP, as we say that it's a smaller footprint, um, you'll be able to put more closer the components, saving PCBA, PCB resources. With that, you'll be able to put more uh, components on the um, PCB and you'll be able to design um, your PCBA smaller compared to using the older vector-less technologies. And um, I would say that also don't look at any factors uh, in your um, existing projects as well as new projects. But instead, go ahead to implement NetherBeta. The benefits that they will get, the coverage improvements, they'll definitely give them more compared to uh, staying into the uh, existing vectorless test. And not to mention that um, the, the, the existing vectorless test is, is no longer available. As what I say, um, Keysight has not able to sustain that because the components that's on that particular um, technologies are no longer available. It's, it's a 10-year-old technology. So most of the components, uh, even uh, if we wanted to buy from them, they're not willing to produce it anymore because the equipment that used to, to produce those components are no longer viable uh, for them to continue. So I would say, yes, go ahead, implement it. There's no major changes on your existing process, um, no major cost that, that is needed. So why not go ahead and implement your into Nano VTAP and, and get more coverage in the end? Oh, I have to agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, it's, it's newer technology. It's going to provide a much more robust test results. And we're going to have a more reliable product that they're manufacturing because it's tested more thoroughly. Uh, there's no reason not to move forward with this new technology. I think the future is bright for industrial testing systems as Nano VTEP becomes more and more of a standard. June, just to wrap up, I know that the transition to Nano VTEP started in around 2018. Is there an end date uh, for when your transition will be complete? And uh, is there a timeline for when end users should get on top of transitioning if they plan to do so? Okay, we, we actually have, have given a heads up probably a year. Of course, there will always be customers that you know will jump at the last minute, but this is the right time. Um, all our partners, uh, circuit checks, are, are heavily um, 
uh, into NanoVTAP right now. All the stars are aligned to start with NanoVTAP. If they need support from Keysight in terms of parts, they, they don't hesitate to do that change. Uh, we, we are here as your partners um, and as well as Circuit Check to help everyone successful with this technology. Yeah, there's no time like today to start swapping over from the VTAP to the Nano VTAP. And uh, just in the last few months, we've seen a lot of uh, customers pop back to us and say, we want to do these fixtures with VTAP uh, rather than Nano VTAP. So we only have a, a limited supply of the older technology available. So we encourage our customers to uh, make any changes that they have to, do any upgrades that, that they need so they can move over to Nano VTAP immediately. Uh, and it's it's no reason not to change over. It's a newer technology. It gives much, much uh, stronger signal strength coming from the components that are being tested. So the only thing that, that, that we need to say is you need to switch quickly because there are limited supplies of the older technology available. And on that note, I think that does it for our conversation today on the transition from VTEP to Nano VTEP, the use cases, the applications, and how to make the most out of the evolution. Thank you again to both of our guests on the podcast today. We've been chatting with Neil Adams, Senior Manager for ICT at CircuitCheck, and June Belange, Business Development Manager for Keysight. June, if folks want to find out more about Nano VTEP or get in touch with Keysight, how can they do so? I'm sure every customer that we have is is fairly, you know, knows the, the people that we have uh, in the field. Get in touch with, with your field application engineer. Get in touch with your field sales engineer. But of course, uh, if you want to go and directly um, email me, uh, June underscore Belanke at Kisa.com. And at the same time, I mean, the partners that we have, like Circuit Check, they, they are your closest you know, friend with this kind of transitions to technology also. And Neil, same question to you. If folks want to get in touch with Circuit Check and learn more about how Nano VTEP is being put to work in your systems, how can they do so? Well, Circuit Check has a network of business development engineers, and the best step is to contact your local business development engineer. Uh, we also have some field service people located in the uh, uh, key locations in the U.S. and in Asia. So contact them first. And if you can't uh, can't get a hold of them, please contact me, uh, Neil Adams. It's neil.adams at circuitcheck.com. Uh, visit our website. It's uh, circuitcheck.com, and you can get information from there or contact me through that. And we'll be more than happy to walk you through or give you some uh, more information about NanoVTAP. Fantastic. Neil, June, thank you again to both of you and looking forward to chatting again soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Danielle and Neil. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of On Deck with Circuit Check. If you want to listen to previous episodes or learn more about some of the technologies we broke down today, make sure you head to our website, circuitcheck.com, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.